The amount of uh, projects that, that the planning department actually is, is reviewing uh, on a weekly basis and being submitted on a monthly basis, this probably was an eye-opener for me that, that, was, that although we see the growth in, in Murfreesboro, um, the amount of projects that are actually being presented for future uh, projects was an eye-opener. I didn't realize it was that many. Welcome to Insider. This is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, city planning and new additions to the city landscape, including a new airport and a new fire station. Our guest is Greg McKnight. He's the interim director of planning who has overseen planning and development for our city. Greg, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. First, you grew up in Murfreesboro, so you're a native, and you attended UT Martin for college. What were you doing before you were hired for the city of Murfreesboro? Yeah, prior to um, being hired as a project, uh, the director of project development, I actually worked for Pinnacle Construction Partners, um, a general contractor out of Nashville. I was the president and CEO of, the, of that company. Uh, and from there, actually, I uh, was the owner's rep for uh, the city of Murfreesboro six months prior to actually being hired uh, on full time. So what did you do for Pinnacle that uh, the city felt like, we need this guy at the city to help us out here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were brought on along with another company, CBR Harry, to be the owner's rep to be able to take a look at the uh, police headquarters here in Murfreesboro as the owner's rep for the city of Murfreesboro. Uh, we did some financial auditing, construction, um, uh, contract audit auditing for them. Um, and then from there, uh, the city asked if we would move on to fire station four on medical center. Uh, to be the owner's rep to, to finish that project and also do some programming for Fire Station 11 on Fortress and Blaze. Well, since you brought up the police station, I would be remiss to our audience if I didn't bring up the fact that there was some reporting that was done on that that seemed to talk a lot about cost overruns, and it, it was erroneous reporting. Explain to us, you know, how the process went in terms of the cost, and then an audit was conducted to confirm that. Absolutely. Uh, initially, when we, we uh, were contracted for, for that particular project, there, you know, it was said to be that the, 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 the building was only going to cost $26 million, and it ended up costing uh, over $50 million, but the, the initial um, uh, audit really showed that the, the city of Murfreesboro received the building at the cost uh, that that building should have cost at over $50 million. Uh, the, the initial um, ask of the city council was probably more for the construction of the building, not including uh, all of the um, financial, uh, the furniture, fixtures, and equipment. So the total cost of that building probably wasn't um, shared initially. So, uh, and when you talk about initially, sometimes it's five years, six years before or more before the building actually is open. There's a ribbon cutting, and what they project something to cost five or six years before that is a little different than what the ultimate cost is. Yeah, and I think that's, that's and I don't think, one of the reasons that the, the director of project development position came into fruition was because of those opportunities, just to be able to have more direct um, management and, and programming uh, of, of the future vertical construction in the city of Murfreesboro. So uh, to be able to do exactly what you're saying, to, to, to plan five years uh, out, uh, but also make sure that we're, the funding and the budgeting matches uh, the year that we projected it might be built. So that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is that, you know, before 
being appointed to the interim planning director, you were a project uh, director or project development director, and then it dovetails into what you'd already done in the past. That's correct. What are some of the specifics, like if you're looking at a project, whether it be, you know, the airport terminal or the fire station that you're looking at, where you can save dollars for the city? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is being able to put together a conceptual drawing after programming with a department head uh, and being able to make sure that one, it's programmed correctly, uh, and then taking that, that conceptual drawing and then doing a, an estimate uh, along with making sure that we estimate and get a cost on the furniture and the finishes for that particular department for, for that particular project and then do a complete project budget um, and if we're out far enough in front of the project we have a whole lot more time to make sure there aren't any gaps and usually the gaps in a construction project is usually what ends up costing having cost overruns or there'll be a scope creep which means that the uh, there's things added to the construction project as you go along so planning out front allows you all of that to occur first before anything is actually bid um, and to know what that cost is going to be so that's uh, that has helped us um, and our goal uh, is to keep everything on schedule uh, on budget and, and on scope and, and we've been able to do that and you mentioned uh, like cost overruns or things that are added during a project I mean anyone who's built a home knows that those kind of things occur because there's a lot of unforeseen yeah yeah unforeseen in the sense that that we normally uh, most often can't um, um, actually visually see what that building is going to look like but when the walls start going up we think we think of things we would like to have put in it um, and that's by bringing the construction team together earlier on with everybody asking the questions uh, as it relates to the drawing and the conceptual drawings we, we've been pretty successful uh, with fire station 4 uh, now fire station 11 and now the airport terminal to be able to get in front of those opportunities to get a plan uh, a set of plans and 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 have and stick to those plans let's talk about the airport terminal I, I assume that's probably a little bit of a different project than you've done before because it has certain things to it but then some things are the same because they are it is just a building yeah um, what are the things that you in terms of your goals or your mission going into it that you're trying to achieve when you do a project like that? Yeah, we, we, you know, the, that particular building is is one of the first uh, design builds that we've done for the city of Murfreesboro, which which allows us to be able to uh, maximize the, the budget and make sure that we, we get maximize the opportunity uh, for the amount of money that we've budgeted. So the design bill allowed us to go out to six or seven, maybe 10 different firms actually put in to actually be the design bill firm for that uh, project um, and then to set a budget at, at 5.1 million including uh, furnishings to be able to um, bring back a project design uh, a unique project design for that particular airport so um, what we what we have done on that one probably is going to be the role that we do the design build format we use moving forward What's uh, maybe one thing or a couple of things that you're most excited about the building itself? Probably just the uniqueness of the building. It actually, if you're driving up Airport Road, it actually looks like an airplane, uh, airplane wing. So that's it's a really, really unique building uh, that's going to offer a lot of different um, offerings to the city of Murfreesboro. And it will have a community area or facility like a room or a catering area Explain yeah it'll, it'll have a, a conference area that that's uh, will hold 150 people the the idea is to be able to host council uh, meetings there as well it'll be uh, set up for CDTV to be able to do audio video there 
Uh, it also hosts a, another large area uh, classroom for MTSU to be able to host uh, uh, their uh, classes there, about 70 children, uh, 70 students for MTSU. It'll have a catering kitchen uh, and a large area with about 25 foot ceilings uh, as you walk into the airport terminal. Uh, that would be great for uh, business after hours or hosting uh, different other types of ci uh, city events. This has been discussed or brought up before, but why is it so important that a city have a good-looking, well-designed terminal? Yeah, I think the, the, the opportunity with this terminal, uh, Mike, is going to be just the, the impact that it would have on the economic development opportunities if we're recruiting new businesses uh, to come to the city of Murfreesboro. Now we have a, a nice facility, meeting spaces for them to be able to host meetings. Um, there at the airport to bring in their corporate uh, team in to be able to uh, visit Murfreesboro to look at different sites. But we also have the amenities there that they would be able to host a very nice and, and uh, conference call, host any meetings they would like to have. So I think it, it, it gives flexibility, not only for economic development, but it gives a lot of flexibility for the city citizens of Murfreesboro as well. In many ways, I would think that this is somewhat reflective of the changes in Murfreesboro, because if you look at the old terminal that's now down, mm -hmm. you know, it's no longer uh, there, but we have pictures of it. I mean, it, it did not comport with the city that we have now of 150,000 people. If you look at most cities of 150,000, they don't have a terminal that looks like what almost looked like a home. That's right. That's right. You know, as their airport terminal. So um, we really needed to get into the times that we're in now, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the old terminal that we uh, demolished was built in 1952. Uh, was, was, was a very small uh, building, a wood frame building that didn't represent the city of Murfreesboro and where we are and the growth that we're, we're having right now. So it was, it was definitely time for that to happen. Um, the, the partnership with MTSU and their uh, aerospace uh, department, uh, the growth of it, um, the terminal and the growth of Murfreesboro, it, it's going to be a great fit for, for both of those opportunities. Is it on schedule? Will it open later this year? Yeah, we, we, we ran in earlier on because of the time of year we started with the ground being wet, the, the coldness, the site work was running about a month behind and we're still creeping it up uh, on that uh, time frame. We're, Started probably in two weeks, we'll have it dried in. Um, the windows and the doors and everything will be in and we'll start making that time back up. So I think, I think we're gonna uh, end up being prepared uh, for that August start date. You have also been overseeing the new fire station 11, which I think I understand correctly that it's, it's almost like a duplicate of another fire station. So you don't have to do a whole lot of changes. Uh, would that be the one on uh, veterans? Or how, how did you do that? Yeah, we, we actually the we, we did the uh, fire station four on medical center bullet uh, on medical center uh, was the first uh, fire station uh, that we kind of started with, and then the the it's a two story fire station. The fire station on Blaze and Fortress is is a single level fire station, but has the same exact floor plan uh, that fire station four has on medical. Oh, so uh, it's more like fire station four, even though that one is a larger for larger ladders. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes, okay. and so and so the plan is to to continue to duplicate those types of floor plans as we continue to build fire stations. It allows us to to manage uh, design cost um, as as we move forward because we have the same floor plan, pretty much the same design. We're able to cut into the design cost as we move to the next station. It also allows us to standardize uh, mechanical systems within this fire station, our fire protection. Those types of things would be standardized so that the 
facilities management team um, would be able to just work on each station um, and, and know what those systems work like instead of having different types of systems throughout every station. Anything you can share with us in terms of what it has that we need to understand? Yeah, I think the, it's some pretty, uh, uh, Chief Folks has done an awesome job. He and Deputy uh, Toombs have done an awesome job outfitting that uh, the stations with uh, very practical uh, and functional items that the fire station needs. It's, it's done put together very well. It has a plimal vent system in it. Basically, it, it hooks to the exhaust system of the fire trucks. Um, as a and it has a trolley system, for lack of a better word, as a fire truck moves out, it'll disconnect from the exhaust system um, as they move out. Uh, it also will have an alerting system that will uh, currently, it, it, it will allow when the alarm goes off and the call goes out, if the rescue team uh, is the only uh, unit that needs to go, uh, that door is the only door raised as those guys are leaving uh, for them. It'll be the only lights that come on in the sleep, sleeping area uh, for just that team. Uh, it cuts off the gas range. It cuts off the, the gas um, grill if it were to be owned to be able to allow those guys to increase their response time. People don't think about that. Oh, uh, yeah, it, every second counts, and, and those guys have put those things in place to be able to help the response time. Uh, well, the last thing you'd want to do is leave a stove on and leave and start a fire in your own fire absolutely yeah. absolutely i'm sure it's happened but yeah that's definitely right it cuts the gas completely off uh, so that they if, if if they were to forget um it would it would help mm -hmm. those things and the main goal of this fire station is to improve response times in the western part of the city yeah absolutely and and, and those guys have done a great job the leadership at the fire station uh, fire team has done a great job with putting those stations uh, strategically to help response time. Uh, and that's pretty, been pretty neat to actually sit down as we develop and program fire stations, uh, the methodology in which they're doing that. So. so as a project manager, when you have a project like that going up and now it's pretty much finished in terms of the exterior, give me an example of, of a case where the contractor calls and says, we've got an issue here and you have to decide either to change the materials or to do something to comport with what they need to do or to save dollars. Yeah, I think a great example would be on our site work. You know, there's a lot of rock in Rutherford County, if anybody didn't know. Um, but it's, it's site work if we have to undercut uh, a site um, to, to make sure that we have a good surface to put a foundation in. Uh, oftentimes, it may be a request to undercut five or six feet. Um, but then is when I would sit down with the um, testing company, the general contractor, the, the, the excavating company. If we can bridge the soil um, with shot rock or surge stone uh, to be able to prevent us from having to cut so much, uh, so deep into a site, uh, which is, is, is saving, saving money by not having to pay for the excavating costs. Let's turn to your new role now. So just in the past couple of months, you've been appointed as an interim director of planning, which is a broad area and a growing city. So I don't expect you to know everything about it yet Absolutely. because you're just getting your, your feet wet. Absolutely, thank but you. But you've been able to observe and see some things going on. What can you share with us about what you've kind of observed? Yeah, I think probably the, the first thing, Mike, is gonna be just the amount of uh, projects that, that the planning department actually is, is reviewing uh, on a weekly basis and being submitted on a monthly basis. This probably was an eye opener for me that that, was, that although we see the growth in, in Murfreesboro, 
um, the amount of projects that are actually being presented for future uh, projects was an eye opener. I didn't realize it was that many. I uh, knew it was a lot, but didn't realize how many it was. The, uh, the other uh, opener was uh, the, the attention to detail that the planning department puts in on every single project to make sure that, one, it's meeting the design guidelines, that it's meeting the ordinances. What is the expectation on the part of a developer or a builder when they submit a plan for it to progress in a timely fashion. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it, I've been in construction and, and it's, it's yesterday, you know, you want everything that you submit to happen, you know, the, the next day. So it's, but, but the other opener was just the, the relationship that the development community and the planning department have a great working relationship. Of course, the developer uh, on one project may believe that the planning doesn't want him to do it, but all in all, there's a great working relationship. Uh, between the planning department and development community, and they, you know, they they work together well um, to to try to make sure that we're we're doing what is right by law uh, and the guidelines that we have set. So, and having been there a couple of months or however long it's been, maybe a month and a half, have you have you observed something that you want to try to implement or see changed? Uh, yeah, we're we're currently working on. Had a, we have a 60-day line of sight is what kind of what what I have plan right now for the planning department and that consists of getting uh, city works which is a, a is a, um, a management tool for our work process uh, to be able to know where the paperwork is in process uh, via the, the uh, computer system and software uh, so that's one of the things the other thing is communication uh, communication from councils um, ask um, back to the planning department, you know, one example would be uh, uh, one council member would like to have uh, an aerial view of a site so that they can make better decisions on, on the streets and uh, how much traffic is going and where is the traffic going and which direction. Um, so making sure those things are getting back to the planning team. Um, would that involve drones or some other airplane that yeah, does that you know, kind of Google, work? We use Google Earth. We just normally would not print that type of information out and present it to council. Mm -hmm. we, you know, so we, we're, we're looking at those opportunities, trying to make sure that we're providing council with what they need. One of the projects, of course, has gained a lot of attention uh, in Murfreesboro is the Hidden River Estates project that went on for about a, a good year, I think. Mm -hmm in going through the process, uh, both in the Planning Commission and the City Council. I think there were at least a couple of hearings before the Council. Um, that was a case in which, you know, the citizens pushed back because of growth, uh, congestion in that area uh, over on Cason Lane. Um, there were major concerns about that and the landscape and the natural open space. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've heard it and most people who are listening to this are probably uh, are very familiar with, with that. The development will go up near a greenway, um, which is a whole other issue because it was so right. close to an open space part of the park system. Help us understand the competing interests that go into something like that where you have a developer who has property rights and then citizens who want to voice their concerns and some rightful concerns. Right. Yeah, I, you know, born and raised in, in, in Milton, Tennessee, Mike, and, and, and have, have been able to watch Murfreesboro just uh, blossom into the city that it is now. So I, I, I have been a part of those competing interests. 
you know, Oakland High School, there was two, two high schools, Oakland and Riverdale, and now you, you have seven or eight high schools here. So um, I, I think the, the, the one thing that I would definitely continue to, to reiterate to the citizens is, is the amount of detail, the amount of tension that, the, uh, that the, the council, city manager, assistant city manager, and the planning department puts into uh, making sure that everything is looked at, traffic, uh, the, the you know the, the the loss of green space, um, uh, how it impedes onto the greenway, all of those opportunities are, are looked at. So, although they're competing interests, they're, they're, Murfreesboro is going to continue to grow, tenth fastest growing uh, city in the nation, I guess at this point, um, and and so it's going to continue to happen. Um, but it's not being done without proper planning and as much planning as possible. Uh, I watched the, the, the public hearings. I was here for the public hearings uh, when that project was going through the planning stages and, and listened to the, the, the citizens. Uh, but I do feel like that some of those things that got changed in that project um, that was because the citizen says, hey, take a look at this and take a look at that. Um, and to the best of the ability of the developer and, and everyone, I think, I think that we were able to uh, do the best job we could with that, with that project. One of the changes that seemed like it was very important, and it's going to be a restriction on the developer, is that he won't be able to, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but they won't be able to go vertical until some of those roadways are created for better access. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's one of the that, that that's one of the items that came out of the public hearing. That you know, where's the construction traffic going to go? So, in the actual um, contract, he stated he would not do anything vertical in, until he built the construction uh, entrance uh, to that development. So, and I, I think that's huge. That now he's he he was able to build um, in a way of uh, not impacting the residents as much as possible during during construction. And then with Highway 99, it's under construction now, and then there are plans for a bridge over I-24. I mean, it will take some time, right? and the public's going to have to be patient, but there are plans in place to try to improve this congestion yeah, issue. Yeah, that's what's really awesome about it is, is that there, there are things in place right now uh, that will help it uh, in, in, in time to, to help the city of Murfreesboro. You know, the, the traffic studies and those things that the city's constantly looking at how to get the traffic, um, uh, alleviate traffic, uh, which we, you know, no city will be able to do that, but it's always being looked at. And, and being in the planning department now, I'm able to see those things, the plans, um, you know, the, uh, the, the 2040 thoroughfare, uh, transportation plan, those types of things, it's, it's always being planned uh, on how we can better serve the citizens of, of Murfreesboro. Do you find in your experience that sometimes it's hard to communicate or give the public a vision of what something being constructed w will look like down the road? Because right now it's only in the planning stage. And then a lot of times once it's up and the traffic is improved then people are like okay you know i was against this but now yeah this is this is good i i like what we did here yeah i think that's the way it's it's probably going to always happen is just you know just the 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 emotion and stress of it being impacting where i am right now it's 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 kind of hard to digest what it would look like five or six or ten years from now uh, but you're exactly right when it when it comes when it when it is built uh and you're driving over uh, Bridgie McBridge, you, you, you say, yeah, this, this did help Memorial, this did help Broad Street, this did help, um, and, and I get it now. So I, you're exactly right. And there were 
substantial complaints uh, on the part of the public during that construction phase when yeah. TDOT was building that. Yeah, and it's just change. It's, it's, it's change, and, and, and we do, during construction, you do impact uh, individuals uh, until it's actually actually finished. But at, at the end of the day, that, um, that it does help and try to help where we are and move around the city. So much is going to be happening over the next five years, including the development at the old United Methodist Church. And we just saw this week before the Planning Commission, you know, artistic renditions of what that's yes. going to look like. Um, what should we expect downtown now going forward with that project? We believe it's really going to help the, the businesses downtown um, to have uh, a whole lot more foot traffic throughout the week and the weekends uh, as well. So we, we believe it's going to have a financial impact on economic impact on the, on the downtown area as well as the offerings for the, for the citizens. Would you say with a, a new hotel downtown and all the housing, there will be... Uh, I think condominiums and residential housing, that it's really going to be a game changer for downtown? I think it's going to be a game changer and will lend itself to other, other businesses and other opportunities to build our downtown area up um, and, and, and provide you know, some opportunities like in Chattanooga. I think it's, it's going to be that type of game changer that will start heading in that same type of direction. I've had a chance to, to glance at the uh, the artistic renditions and one of the things that's really fascinating is the building that looks like a building it looks like a residential building but it's really a parking garage mm -hmm. yeah which is really really needed the, the parking garage the residential is going to wrap the parking garage so it's not going to be seen other than one area uh, which is going to be a really really neat building uh, to not have exposed cars and those types of things uh, but be able to provide extra parking for the for the downtown area as well it's going to be be a great opportunity and then there's uh, the plans show for a residential walkway in between some of the buildings yep residential walkway in between the buildings green space in between the buildings um, uh, the ability to sit out at uh, in between the buildings and 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 uh, in a parks like setting uh, all of those offerings are going to be there in there as well so it's going to it's not only going to provide walkability opportunities uh, for those residents but it's, it's going to provide um, uh, the ability for the downtown area to also have extended parking which which we all know we need so do you anticipate any uh, opposition to the yeah I would project? think so I would think you know there's always going to be opposition to change and growth uh, I, I think once it's um, uh, once it's um, shared uh, what the opportunity is and what the project is really going to look like uh, the initial shock of a, a, a structure that large being downtown um, I think the the residents will will, will will eventually be okay with with what's going to be provided more retail space you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably have a police uh, presence uh, in one area of it uh, to, to give the downtown area uh, uh, more police presence since the police department moved uh, out on Highland. Uh, all of those things have been thought about in this project. And demolition should start sometime this year. Do you know approximately when? Yeah, be afraid to say. We we'll just see what the public hearing um, says. And but we do know in the planning commission that the uh, owners rep uh, for that project did say as soon as they get the green light, they're ready to start this year. And it's one college LLC, the developers that are working on this project. So this is not necessarily the development part of it. It's not a city project, but we've overseen it. We we sold the land for the project and we wanted it to look a certain way that's why they kept yes. the church building yeah and so we, we've had a part in what that does look like and absolutely the church uh, the the church that was is still there will be renovated but that was a deal breaker they had to maintain that church 
uh, structure, maintain the look, and then incorporate it into the actual project. Which is another factor in, in what people think about Murfreesboro. A lot of people want to maintain the charm that we have. You know, that it has that small town feel, even though it's not a small town anymore. And that's kind of part of, of preserving that history. Yeah, and that's and it was intentional. It wasn't just uh, just by happenstance that that happened. It was intentional that we want to make sure that we're doing everything and all the growth uh, to make sure that Murfreesboro keeps its character. So even as we're updating the future land use map and the planning department, it, it's all about future growth, but making sure we maintain the character of Murfreesboro. Before we wrap it up, Greg, I want to give you an opportunity. Is there some other project or something you're working on that you're excited about that you think the public should should know about? That yeah, I, probably just the the thing, Mike, is is just letting letting the public know that 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 the the planning department we're always looking to to make sure that we're uh, planning for the future, uh, but also keeping in mind all the other opportunities that that come along with growth. Okay, Greg, thanks a lot for joining us and uh, sharing all this exciting time here in our city. All right, thank you, Mike. You bet. We've been speaking with Interim Director of City Planning, Greg McKnight. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit MurfreesboroTN.gov. You've been listening to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.